friend. Welcome to day 286 of the year of our Antichrist 2020, um, also known as Monday, October 12, 2020. Happy Indigenous Peoples Day uh, to all the conscious people out there and a big fuck you to anybody recognizing a dickhead named Chris Columbus today. Um, also day, I know the streets miss me, of the pandemic. I just want to be out at a club. Like, I think I just miss being out, being able to just have drinks freely, you know, being able to be next to someone, you know, or another someone like in a crowded room at a concert, even, you know, kind of miss those days when you could just bump into like a girl in the bathroom and have one of the best conversations you've ever had in your life. I know you're never going to see her again, but you had that moment. But we can't do that because, sadly, we are at 7.7 million people infected in America and over 215,000 dead. And the infection rates and the hospitalizations, is that how you say that word? Hospitalization? Hospitalization? Colonialism, white words, um, are back up and uh, basically they're back to like where they were in August and you know so things aren't getting any better and by the looks of what happened in LA yesterday after the the Lakers celebration it just looks like we need to shut the whole thing down we don't know how to act as people we just you know you give us a chance and then there we are out in the streets forgetting all the fucking rules but I don't know I saw I saw a man in a bubble that was kind of cool I do want one of those bubbles just to like go around because I don't I don't really like human interaction. Like as much as I miss being out, I also like don't fucking touch me. You know what I mean? Like I just don't. There's no need for it, but here I am missing it. So something's up. Um, I was glad the Lakers won. I was actually in L.A. this weekend and um, I was lucky enough to see both of the games but, you know, I'm a LeBron fan, so I don't really care, like, what team he plays for. I just like him, so I support whatever team he's on. But I'm glad that they brought the championship to uh, the Lakers for Kobe, for the city, you know, just, like, a great loss. But that was good. That was really good. Um, I would also like to climb him. Mm-hmm. Like, just basically climb and, like, conquer him. Like, he just just looks like so big I you ever see that scene or that show Broad City and those I don't know what season it was but I think the guy's name was Blake Griffin he's the one with like all the freckles and I think Ilana was I don't know she met him at a club they hit it off and then there was just like this montage of her just climbing him <laughs> I don't know just being like I want to use the body I just I want to know what's what's up there like on just on on the body I like it uh anyway it's like giants are real I'm like five five I don't even know like what that height is all about but I want to see it I would like to see it feel it whatever um my apologies to his wife I think he's married um but it was a good week I was uh in a leather mood so I went to LA in like leather gear ish pleather pita just in case you're listening you whore 
Um, but yes, I'm definitely sure that the people on the train thought I was a stripper, like going to LA for the weekend, get my tips, <laughs> whatever it is that the girls get. Are strippers back? Like, what's open out there? You know, like, when you live in the bubble that I do, I don't even know, like, what the fuck is open out there. But, yeah, certainly got a, a few different looks from people. But I like going away for the weekend and, like, having, like, little get-ups, like, to wear. So I had a really, really good time. Um, drank a lot. Uh, ate a lot. That was good. But loads of fun. Thank you to that person. <laughs> it was a lovely weekend. Um, besides that, there wasn't really much going on. Oh, I got furniture delivered. I ordered my furniture last week. I've been eyeballing this fucking couch for so long. And, um, I ordered an accent chair to go along with the couch. And imagine my fucking surprise when I'm in LA and it's like, oh, your chair has been delivered on a fucking Sunday. We left it outside your door. Like, excuse me? Who's delivering furniture on a fucking Sunday? And then how do you just leave like an accent chair outside? So I get like an, uh, I have a Karen as a neighbor. She's always in the business, always in the fucking business. And then this is one of the days where I'm like, well, I'm hoping she's in the business so that she can move this fucking box into her house and hold it there for me because I don't want anyone to fucking steal it. And luckily she did my landlord like sent me a cute little email and she's like she'll hold it for you until the morning i'm like oh good old karen i'm surprised she didn't open it i got it in the house this morning um yeah so there wasn't really like that much going on in my world i went shopping um after watching the fenty show i was looking for a very specific piece of lingerie so i found it at victoria's secret i know cheating on rihanna but you know, she hasn't given us what we need just yet. So, um, there I was at the Victoria's Secret and I don't know if it's the fucking pandemic, but customer service still needs to be a fucking thing. And I know people are working in these, like, and like who need, why is Victoria's Secret even fucking open? These horny fucking people really need their lingerie that bad. Apparently we do. So I was there and I'm looking for my size. Apparently it's a small now. So I find what I'm looking for and I go up to the girl and I said, hi, can you please let me know if you, you guys have this in my size, like maybe in the back? And she's like, well, did you look? And I said, no, I haven't been outside for very long, but I don't think we're allowed to slap people. So I said, of course I did. And she's like, she walks over there and she's just looking at it. She doesn't even like, you know, you look in the drawers because they have the drawers underneath and she barely looks. And then she's just like, well, do you need it today? I'm like, well, did I come to the store today? Well, I didn't say that to her, but that's what I'm thinking in my head. And then she's like, well, have you tried the internet? <laughs> and then she's like, have you, do you, you want to try another store? And I said, I don't think you're here to help me. You guys don't work on commission, do you? Um, and so I left that store mad. Like I just, I end up walking out. Like I, I can always just go find something else somewhere else. And so the next day I went to go look for it again, cause I really wanted to wear this thing. Um, I went to a different store and I walk in and I see how they had it displayed. And there's like a different look. There's like a two piece look and then there's like a one piece look and I'm looking for the one piece. And so I see the two piece look and I'm explaining to one of their representatives. I'm like, hey, I'm looking for this. But in the one piece, do you guys have that? And she's like, no, no, absolutely not. You know, different stores have different things. And she's giving me bullshit response 
because she doesn't want to fucking look. And I said, okay, well, are you sure? And she's like, yeah, of course. And so um, she's like, you can look over there. That's where we keep some of like, you know, the one piece stuff. Like you can look over there. I look over there and my shit's right there. It's right fucking there. So I go up to her and I said, just in case somebody else comes in to ask you, you guys do have the item. It's right here. They're right over there. And she's like, oh, I didn't know that you were looking for that piece. Like I'm fed up with every single one of these girls at Victoria's Secret. I don't like them. I really don't. And you guys, like, I'm, I'm so glad that you're possibly going out of business so that I can buy a lot more of your stuff for a lot cheaper. <sighs> the Rihanna takeover is happening slowly, slowly. But anyway, I found my item. I got to wear it. It was a big hit and um, really happy about that. Not much going on in, in my world, though. You know, my cat and I are happy. She's a little too fucking feisty, you know? She got left alone for a couple days, so she's acting a little rambunctious, but we had a good time uh, this last week, and I hope you did too. I forgot to ask you how you're doing. How are you, friend? Don't be weird. Answer the question. How the fuck are you? Good, 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 good. Well, then we'll get started with the America's Burning Report. Let's go. All right, this week in the America's Burning Report, we start off with some new Facebook policies. Um, Facebook says that it's banning Holocaust denial and distortion. Um, This is going to be through, uh, it's a new hate speech policy that comes after a survey found that 63% of Gen Z and millennials do not know that 6 million Jews were murdered in the Holocaust. Um, And apparently 11% of them believe that the Jews caused it. So... What are y'all learning in school? I don't... This is a pretty big part for us. And I'm a millennial, so I'm just like, what, what do you mean? Like, how, how many of the movies have you guys not seen? I mean, there's plenty of, you know, uh, plenty of movies that you can watch to know that some shit was going on uh, if you don't learn it in school. Do you guys not have dads that just had the History Channel on? So you just learned about Nazis like repeatedly over and over again. If you just happen to be in the TV room, you know, Um, my dad's a big fan of that shit. And I like it because I find myself doing that, too. But I'm just like not obsessed with like World War Two. I like I don't know what I'm really like interested in right now. There was a time when I got obsessed with John Adams and I just wanted to, I was watching and reading a lot of stuff about uh, the second president of the United States. And that shit is just fascinating to me because these are real. The whole point of these being actual real fucking people that existed, you know, when you read about, when you read about historical things, like you kind of, I don't know where your imagination goes, but you know, we kind of build up like these characters but actually seeing George Washington and like, uh, like in these little, they look so small and the decisions that they made and all of this stuff just, it seems like everything can be undone, but people just hold up these giants, you know, it's like, let's say a Christopher Columbus, you know, a, a fucking fuckhead that got lost shows up, sees some brown people that have some chains, some gold on, and then he's like, hey, I need in on that, and then just kills an entire, an entire people. Um, it's just disgusting. So, especially, 
this is why I think that 1619 project is so important for, uh, especially white kids, but black kids, especially in America to know like where your history is. Because one thing that I recognize being from outside of this country is in Africa, we had a completely, I guess I had like an unbiased view of America and, but it was also by way of what news made it over to my country and my country was colonized by the British. So you're seeing a lot of the BBC every so often, you know, you see the CNN, but these are still like very pro-European, you know, views of America. Um, but we could always just kind of, there was like a little hint of the Americans aren't as smart as they think they are, but they're also they also have Michael Jackson, you know, at the time, like they also have all this cool, like entertainment shit. And for, I think still the number one exporter of entertainment is America because we've kind of made it that way. Our fucking propaganda is like everywhere and it's in everything. This propaganda game, it's in everything. Let us not forget that the Hollywood and CIA, the CIA and, you know, all of these intelligent agencies, intelligence agencies have, a nice little partnership. So we transport a lot of our fucking propaganda through entertainment and we don't even realize that we're doing that. So I don't know what Facebook can really fucking do because most of the fucking kids that need to learn this shit are younger white kids and young white kids are on the fucking like the QAnon shit. They're on you know, the Joe Rogan. And like, if you watch, like I, uh, every single guy likes Joe Rogan. I don't get it. But I remember dude that I was dating before, um, he was Mexican, but he loved Joe Rogan. And I was like, why are you like, I was like, you know, it's a, a hop, a skip and a jump away before you're like in white supremacist like territory. And he's like, what do you mean? Joe Rogan? Like, it's a, like, yeah, look at the guests that he has on there. He's giving like an actual fucking platform to people that he doesn't need to give a platform to because they're spewing some fucking really hateful shit. And if you're not careful, like if you don't have your own fucking mind, you're going to be Candace Owen in no time. <laughs> you're going to be thinking that Ben Shapiro is a smart man. Um, and he didn't realize that. And then he slowly, slowly started to realize that um, through the guests that he had on there. And there's nothing wrong with these people having like their own fucking like platforms. But it's like, do we really need the opinions of one Tommy Lauren? Do we really need the opinions of these fucking like Ben Shapiro people when all they are is just like constantly just being OK with what the president is doing and can never fucking criticize him? So there's. There's no point for those people to have a voice, but young white kids are going on YouTube just like everybody else is, and they're finding their own information. They're finding their own fucking history, and on top of that, they've got, like, the disinformation fucking king as their fucking president, and who are they going to fucking believe? Some nerd or the fucking crazy orange man that's spewing out crazy shit every two minutes? Good luck. Good fucking luck with that, Facebook. Um, you are also the problem, Facebook. You might want to look at yourself, Mark Zuckerberger. Zuckenberger. Um, second story. California, the GOP, the grand old party, the Republicans, have installed unofficial ballot drop-off boxes, uh, sometimes outside of churches, and some of them are marked official. Uh, the only problem is they're not fucking official <laughs> and the state officials say that they're unauthorized and once they fucking find out, I guess, well, they know it's the GOP, this may lead to felony charges, but 
I gotta say, I, I will keep putting down Democrats as long as Democrats keep being fucking stupid. The Republicans have no shame in their game. They are trying to win this fucking election by hook or crook. And there is no, there's the floor for the base of the Republican Party, the current Republican Party, and for Trump's party specifically. There is no floor there. He maintains like a good 40% of people that are actively willing to say, I'm voting for this man. So they're not ashamed. They actually will say it. Which means to me that it's probably in the 60% that want to actually like fucking vote for him. But, you know, you don't want your employees looking at you weird knowing that you're a hardcore Trumper. You don't want the people at church knowing that you, you know, you believe in Christianity, but you're okay with, you know, a philandering, uh, you know, whore of a president uh, who enjoys water sports. You know what I mean? Like you, it's, it's a lot. It, it just, it's, it's a lot for people, I think, to admit out loud. But the way that they are trying to steal this election is some, I've never seen like such shameless people. And Democrats are seriously still like, we're still like in the courts trying to, you need, <laughs> you need some, you need some people on the ground. You need some good old people on the fucking ground to talk some shit and get some shit done. They're putting, I mean, this is just like incredible. And then the president is gonna, like, they, where are they going to take these fucking like boxes to perhaps the river that the president was talking about who the fuck knows, but that is insane in California, the liberal Haven. Those are lies. California is number one in, um, the most white supremacist hate groups. Uh, California is usually number one in police shootings. California is uh, usually number one in gun purchases. California is not as liberal as people think it is. They just always like to look at it like, oh, Los Angeles, oh, San Francisco. Yeah, there's a whole other fucking part of the state that when those Tiki Torch whites, you know, show up, it's going to be a bad day in California. But that's neither here nor there. Uh, Speaking of the Tiki Torch whites, story number three. Michigan Governor Gretchen Whitmer found out that some Tiki Torch white supremacist group was trying to kidnap her, put her through a trial for her sins against the state of Michigan, and murder her. She the law enforcement foiled, foiled their plot and arrested some folks. And uh, yeah. This, this is like the craziest story to me. Like there people are actually just trying to kidnap governors now. Like that's a thing that the, the Tiki Torch Whites are doing. Um, so this is, you know, on the heels of the president saying liberate Michigan. And, uh, you know, he's had a vendetta against every Democratic uh, or a Democrat that is a governor. He refused. Remember, he told California fuck you and your fires. Next time y'all have a problem, you don't want to talk to me. You don't want to like me, Gavin. No aid for you. Like, you know, we have a, a mob boss as a president who likes to bully people if they don't like what he says or does or disagrees with him in any way. So Gretchen gave this uh, speech at the press conference talking about what happened, how they had foiled this plot and how the dangerous language of the president that says that they're fine people on both sides when we're talking about the other side being Nazis and white supremacists, um, 
She said, you know, that kind of shit is dangerous. And when we have a president that will not uh, denounce white supremacists, these are the, some of the things that happen. So naturally, crazy, as doped up as he was this last week on his fucking meds, was like, she couldn't fucking say thank you. She couldn't say thank you. Hilarious. She calls me a white supremacist. <laughs> um... So I thought that's really fucking crazy. That's really, really fucking crazy and kind of creepy. Glad that she's safe, though. But that's really fucking worrisome that we have groups that are this active. And imagine if they would. It it sounded like they were a little dumb. uh, But imagine if they would have been successful. Like, this just sounds terrible, obviously. Um, Next story, number four. It's getting closer and closer to the election, and if you were paying attention during the 2018 um, midterms, the president liked uh, or was using the caravan. The president was very interested in using the caravan um, to scare people into uh, voting for his policies. If you recall the story, there was this caravan that was basically coming... Anyway, the point of it was to end up through uh, Mexico and coming up to um, our southern border. Later on, we all found out that the guy who normally organizes these caravans, uh, actually his Facebook was hacked and it was somebody else that was organizing this caravan. So it wasn't him at all whatsoever. And uh, they ended up, you know, the, the administration and ICE ended up just releasing migrants like in the middle of the night where they had no rides, they had no, you know, like it just looks like, you know, so for people that are going to be voting like in a couple of days are just like, oh, my God, they're everywhere. Like they're taking over our city when it was an orchestrated plan to get you to fucking fear harmless fucking innocent migrants that were looking for a better life in America. A lot of fucking bullshit. But this week, the president has decided to do this, but he decided to do this uh, specifically in what he calls sanctuary cities. And these are cities that will not turn over their residents um, to, you know, law enforcement. Unless, of course, it doesn't matter because ICE is out here. And if you, unless your neighbors put, a, you know, a human shield around you, like we've seen certain, you know, places do, they're going to get you. And so in a new policy, um, basically in a new ICE policy, it it allows ICE agents to arrest and quickly deport undocumented people who have been in the United States less than two years without ever seeing a judge. So basically what we're denying people is due process. And um, in San Diego here this last week, it was over 100 people the last time that I saw. I know that they're doing this in Los Angeles as well. And um, obviously, like in uh, other parts of California, uh, like San Francisco, but without due process. That's, you know, America is supposed to be a land of law and order, they say. Well, part of that law should be allowing someone due process. And we're denying that to people. And this is where I really would like for people to pay attention, because when they start doing that to a certain group of people, it's only a hop, skip and a jump away before they start doing it to you. There's a reason why, you know, the Black, the Black Lives Matter uh, movement is all about how we need to abolish basically the system or the, the end of the game should be abolishing like this system, because for some people, due process has never even been a thing when the entire fucking like court, like everything is stacked up against you. So 
this is sick. This is something that people need to pay attention to. And, you know, for people that work in law enforcement, for people that work, you know, in Border Patrol, people that work for ICE, like, yeah, some people are doing it because it's a good paycheck and they can feed their family. But you also have to recognize that if the president is only unleashing you at certain times to go out and round up people, you're no different than the Nazis back in the day. Just a point to be made there. And uh, our last story is going to be a combination of two stories because <laughs> we're dealing with the, is last week's episode was called the Republican Red, Red Wedding. And uh, so this is just an update on the Republican Red Wedding. But basically what happened is the super spreader in chief, the president had a gathering at the White House in the Rose Garden to announce Amy Coney Barrett as his new Supreme Court nominee. None of those hoes were wearing masks. I think I saw one person. We saw our Attorney General William Barr touching his fucking nose and, you know, uh, shaking hands with other people. Kellyanne Conway fucking got it, gave it to her daughter once again. Claudia, stay well. Stay well, comrade. (laughs) Um, A ton of people that were there ended up getting it. Amy Coney Barrett herself, there's been an outbreak at her children's school. I don't know if she's the one that gave it to them because apparently she doesn't have it. We have uh, Utah Senator Mike Lee, who tested positive for COVID 10 days ago, was in the fucking like Senate today um, without a fucking mask on. Um, we have, uh, we found out that the White House blocked the CDC for issuing an order for face masks on all public transportation. I take public transportation. Like I'm, I'm out here on the bus. I'm out here on the trolley, like, you know, on the trains and whatnot. There's nothing scarier than just like, they're ready. Like just, I don't like, unpredictable moves and where people like to make unpredictable moves are on public transport you just never know what the fuck somebody's going through so it's just like to always have a visible head headphones and because i don't hear you and i don't catch eyes with anybody i don't make eye contact anymore old men love me on these fucking like buses and just like uh, one guy i'm trying to like get off the tr- get off the trolley And I don't know, he came and uncomfortably sat like really close to me, just asking me random day or like how my day is going. Like, I don't want to have a conversation with you. And I keep having to pull out my headphone every single time. But he was just very interested in being like around me and trying to have some sort of communication. And as I'm leaving, he like tries to help me like by like like he touched me like touching me like to oh please I want you to be safe as you exit the trolley I'm like don't fucking touch me but anyway those are we need those rules because you just have one poor like conductor that has to repeatedly remind people have to like kick people off and people are just fucking nuts but here's the fucking white house saying nah that's okay they, they don't need it we hear about the fact that the White House is like fucking infected. People are scared. Uh, these are their jobs. Like imagine like working like in the White House. That has to be like a really prestigious fucking honor. But you're going there and your your boss who just tested positive for this 
infectious fucking disease won't wear a mask. So it's the people around him that have to be in like fucking surgical gear with the masks, with the gloves, with everything so that they don't fucking catch it. And he has no problem just going around. That's insane to me. We had um, the president going back to normal now to a campaign. He had a campaign rally uh, at the White House again where this was, you know, here we go, Candace Owen and uh, her Blexit group, you know, because they want everybody to leave the Democratic Party, but they want you to join the Republicans. Not smart. I don't understand what's wrong with you fucking people. The parties are the fucking problem. But whatever, it's that's what they're trying to do. So they had um, over 100 people that were mostly black and Latinx. And there's the fucking president speaking without a fucking mask on. So he's just like, I'm calling it a death cult because they don't necessarily seem to give a fuck who they infect and who dies. Chris Christie still in the fucking hospital, but apparently these guys are getting like primo fucking healthcare, so they're going to be fine. Like a regular day, Trump would have died if he was a regular guy. If he was just a regular guy from fucking Florida that didn't have any of this money, have any of this fucking access, he would have died. You see him. Same thing with Chris Christie with asthma. Come on now. Let's not fucking fool ourselves. Another person that was at the super spreader event at the White House in the Rose Garden is Lindsey Graham, Lady G as they call him. He refused. He was supposed to have, he is in a battle for his Senate seat and uh, his opponent said, please, I need you to be tested if you're going to be coming to this debate. Lindsey refused, so they canceled the debate. How are you refusing? And it's free for Senate people. It's fucking free. There's daily tests that these hoes can fucking take. And he's like, no, I'm not going to do it. Why? Because you got it. These are the hoes that get bit by the zombie and then hide it until they start sweating and their color starts to change. They're all infected. Joseph Biden, or teeth, as I like to call him, uh... The second debate was supposed to be happening this week on the 15th, but after the committee said, all right, we're changing this into a virtual event, the president said, excuse me, somebody's going to put the mute button? He said no. So now they've canceled the second debate, so we won't even get to see how the president was planning on interrupting that and making that into more of a shit show show show. (laughs) A shit show so that we don't learn anything new except for the fact that the president can interrupt people and spew out lies and nobody will stop him. So whatever. It just seems like this Republican red wedding is taking a little long, you know, to I'm going to need a victim at some point. I need somebody to, and it can't be Herman Cain because he wasn't part of that. I need somebody else to kick the bucket. It doesn't matter who. I think we all know who we want, but Somebody's going to have to, because otherwise, why are we calling it a red wedding? You know what I mean? All right. Um, Just please wear your masks. Please be careful. Like, there are people out here that don't fucking give a fuck. And it's to save as many people as possible. And I would prefer that us, the poors, get saved and stay far away from the death cult that happens to be the Republican Party at this particular point, because they don't give a fuck who's around them and they definitely don't give a fuck about you. So that is it for the America's burning report. 
I will see you next week to tell you more about how your country hates you. A quick reminder this week also that the black liberation struggle um, is a global struggle. So when we say Black Lives Matter, I want people to understand that there are people protesting all around the world against police brutality. We have definitely seen what has been going on with, um, you know, Hong Kong being like one of the biggest uh, to fight back against like tyranny within like their uh, government. But when we talk about the struggle to end police brutality, do not forget that there are Africans right now more specifically in Nigeria, that are fighting back. We have seen so far this year, Zimbabwe had a big uprise. There's been uh, police murders all over um, the globe. So never ever think that you, as a black person, can separate yourself from the struggle for black liberation all around the world. And when you hear Black Lives Matter, don't just think about it as an American issue. This is something that's going on all around the world. Um... And just to uh, give some information on what is going on in uh, Nigeria, right now you'll probably see NSARS. It's not the disease. Um, They're talking about, it's basically the abolishment of the Special Anti-Robbery Squad, aka SARS, uh, which is a unit in the Nigerian police force. So these protests are happening right now. Let us stand strong with the people of Nigeria because it is the biggest economy in Africa, one of the biggest economies in the world. And we have to start paying special close attention when these things start popping up because sometimes, you know, the CIA and all those those kids, they like to go meddle around in places all over the world. And last time I checked, I haven't really done my numbers in a minute, but there were about 4,000 different secret military operations within Africa. And that was the last time that I checked those numbers was in 2017, 18. And I can only imagine with this current administration that it's probably even more now. And we don't know what they're doing. But remember that it's this game is crazy. This fucking game is insane. They use the media, they use um, tons of crazy shit to rile things up in these countries so that they can destabilize and then control. So, um, and then sometimes we just end up in a situation where our African leaders take on the characteristics of the colonizer and they start using the state against us and the state sponsored murders, um, by the police departments or something that we all need to fucking pay attention to. And with, uh, COVID being a thing where we need to be able to control people, um, You know, martial law is probably enacted in a lot of places. I've seen a ton of videos of police just beating up people at markets that are, you know, street vendors that are trying to make a living for their fucking families, getting like beaten up, women like getting beaten up with batons or whatever um, weapons they happen to have. So it's a crazy time. 2020 is a crazy fucking year. Keep a lookout for um, your brothers and sisters. Like, don't forget that we're in this together and the struggle for black liberation by way of the black lives matter movement is still strong and is still standing support everybody. All right. I was going to have another debate prep with Steph, but 
I'm so unimpressed with all these fucking politicians. I thought Kamala did a great job, whatever. Um, I wasn't worried. Like, my pants is so weird. <laughs> like, who can be impressed with him? Like, I don't understand. Like, what is there to be impressed by? Um, he showed up with pink eye. And some people were saying that apparently that means that it's like a COVID uh, symptom. Then after the debate, he decided to just cancel some events and uh, stay in D.C. close to the White House. And we're not sure why. Um, The White House is keeping a close, 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 tight lip, closed, tight, tight lip on... um, Hey, when was the last time the president got checked for COVID? Hey, when was the last time that the vice president got checked for COVID? They're not answering any of those fucking questions. They've had it with you. Why are you so curious about the health of your leaders? (laughs) So uh, Kamala and Pink Eye Pence showed up to a uh, debate where there was plexiglass separating the two of them. Um... Pink Eye Pence, obviously being a part of the uh, the death cult, was like, hey, 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 we don't need the plexiglass. Um, but obviously they had it there. And at the very end of the debate, when, you know, the spouses show up on stage next to their their person, uh, Pence, <laughs> his wife didn't have a mask on. And of course, Kamala's husband had his his mask on. It's just... The debate was dumb because uh, I don't necessarily know, like, she was already going to win before she even showed up. But it was dumb to me because here, once again, we have a moderator that doesn't know how to do their job and uh, is constantly giving Mike Pence more time. Mike Pence is just like Trump, except quieter, you know, just he doesn't interrupt you with the same gusto, you know, he um, he still interrupts you. And he still lies. That was the thing about it. He just does it in a calm way. Trump is like, you know, five tequila shots in and you're going to have a Jaeger shot. Why? Nobody knows. You're going to get it done. Mike Pence is the guy that doesn't drink. He doesn't smoke. But he's still going to lie to you. You know, he's still going to he's still going to give you what you need. And apparently the Christians like him can't understand why he looks like, um, There was this pope, I think it was Benedict, like the one before the current guy that we have now. He looked like he was definitely like participating in human sacrifices to me. Okay, to me, that's what it looked like. Look him up. He looks like an evil, like Disney villain come to life, like just creepy. Pence gives me that look. Good old pink eye Pence just gives me that fucking look disgusting just I don't trust you I don't trust that wife of yours mother you know there's just something creepy there but um during the debate once again just like Joe got fucking baited (laughs) she got baited too and they're trying to paint these they've been trying to paint Joe and Kamala as the most liberal, more liberal than Bernie Sanders. And then these hoes go on these debates and Mike Pence is like, you guys are trying to end fracking, which everybody fucking knows that fracking is terrible for the fucking environment. 
But here's Kamala. Absolutely not. Joe Biden is not trying to end fracking to the point that she actually tweeted it out. Like, we can see you, us liberal folks that actually care about the environment, can see you defending and doubling down on a stupid fucking issue that should be an easy fucking win for you. Then we have her going fucking ham on her police record. Please don't try to outcop me, Mike Pence. I've actually put people in jail. <laughs> so it's just like, okay. All right, what white people choose your fighter cuz this is definitely not about or older white folks choose your fighter. Um and your delusional white kids too. Uh because this has nothing to do for like the young and black and people of color. This debate was not for us. It I don't know whose minds it's supposed to change. They need to get a fucking moderator that knows how to tell somebody to shut the fuck up. I can tell you that much. Um, I got disturbed once again because it's a black woman. So obviously the response from both sides is going to be ridiculous. Starting with my cute little bae, Lakeith Stanfield. Like, you guys remember him from Get Out? He, he was the one with the photo. Um <sighs> His that was creepy, by the way. That scene in Get Out, like when at, at the very beginning, like when he like gets kidnapped. Oh my god, it freaks me out. Like every single time, it freaks me out. But he goes on completely unprovoked. There was nothing wrong with Kamala's look whatsoever at the debate. Like she showed up perfectly fine. Everything was rather subdued. Very lovely. She's a beautiful woman. And then here goes fucking Lakeith talking about well, I don't like her hair. Like well, first of all, who the fuck asked you? Did you see Mike Pence's hair? Talk about Mike Pence's hair if you get like I need you to compare the two. Like I I need some. It's a debate. I need you to come. Like come. What's what? What the fuck do you? Why are you talking about her hair? Completely disgusting. Then I see fucking Jesus is just white kids. Uh, Megan Kelly going off about how she doesn't like the looks that Kamala is making. She's like, be a woman. And use your words, not your face, or some shit like that. I was just like, blackface? Did you mean blackface, Megan Kelly? I don't understand these people. Like, did you see the debate between the, the president and Joe Biden? Like, the, their, their looks were dumb. They're, first of all, goofy-looking men to start off with. So every look that they make is gonna look fucking dumb, but they're all reacting, like, to what each other is saying. And now... Because she, maybe she happens to be more animated or maybe it's because she's prettier. <laughs> she's like the prettiest one to look at on the fucking stage. So maybe you don't like the fact that she's giving you face. But I don't know what the fuck your problem is, uh, Megan Kelly. But you can definitely. Uh, I was going to say suck my dick, but I need to stop saying that. I just really do. Anyway, um. Then after that, there was the whole fly gate. It's stupid. And it was kind of cute at first because, you know, there were black folks making jokes about it and those jokes were fine. And then the white folks got involved and then everybody wanted to tell the same fucking stupid ass racist joke, which was um, Mike Pence saying that he does have a black friend and the black friend is an insect, a pest on his head. How hilarious you stupid people so that was a dumb like the whole thing was dumb 
I don't, I have no, like, this is going to be the last vice presidential debate. We don't need another one. I hate Mike Pence and his face. Um, and as long as Kamala is going to keep defending her record, I did like the fact that she said that she did want, uh, to legalize marijuana on the federal level, you know, after putting so many people in jail for it. Um, that was, that was cute. Thought that was nice. Um, but there's no point. Like all she's going to do is just continue to, um, double down on the issues that will allow them more white, uh, upper middle class votes, suburban votes as they like to call them. And I have no interest in that whatsoever because fuck them folks. And that was it for debate prep with stuff. I don't think we're having one next week because the president says, if I can't infect you, I don't want it. <laughs> and it's the funniest thing to me. Ah, it's a death cult. It really is. Um, anyway, bye-bye. I mean, for debate prep with stuff. Mm-hmm. Okay. And finally today, I believe the title of this episode, it changes like all throughout the week. <laughs> I have no idea what I was calling it earlier, but um, the the uh, once I realized it was actually on Columbus Day, well, Indigenous Peoples Day, I decided to change the title to Caucasian Death Cult, established 1492. Um, hopefully nobody gets confused because I took pictures in like my favorite skull shirt for Halloween because <laughs> it's spooky times. But it also looks a little weird, so I'm not on the side of the Caucasian death cult. In fact, I would be wearing their heads, their skulls, um, on on my shirt after all the destruction and everything that people have done. But um, I watched this. I I heard something very fascinating not too long ago, just kind of speaking on these death cults, because I believe that they're just like curses that we haven't figured out, right? Like for America. You know, I really believe that there's the slaughter of so many people like this place is is a cursed land. I think, in fact, the first episode title was Europeans Cursed America or something like that. Um, but I was watching one of my astrology videos and I think one of these girls, her name is Queen Cup. She's really good. Um, and she said something along the lines of every time you sign a contract in the United States that is for land or if it's for anything really that is business on this land, you are attaching yourself to the curse. And I was like, shit, me, an immigrant thinking about this, like, mm." but I vote. My vote goes to people that do terrible things. If you think about it, doesn't matter on which side you're at, like, you know, people that voted for Barack Obama, like we have to recognize the fact that that man killed some folks, a lot of people. And it doesn't matter how nice he was. It doesn't matter how fucking beautiful you thought the family was. We still elected a killer. And there's been this great conversation about breaking generational curses and you know, usually it has to do with poverty. Like when I talk to like my cousins and my sister, I'm like, we have to break these generational curses. I can't be broke. 
um, anymore. I don't want you to be broke. I don't want my nieces and nephews to be broke, you know, the people that are coming after me. And, but we're not really talking about the breaking generational curses so that we can be happy. Because there's not really like one generation that I can think of that was just like truly happy and like within my family. There are people that are happy, don't get me wrong, but like just happiness. And I don't, I honestly think that can't, it can't be the American story. It can't be the European story. And certainly in Africa, I think um, it really isn't the African story either because we've all sort of signed these contracts and most of these countries, as you guys should probably know by now, colonialism came in to Africa and most of the places uh, were liberated like during the 1960s, I think uh, Zimbabwe was a little bit later, like I think in the 1980s. And that was like my next door neighbor. So that's like really funny. Um, But most of the countries were kind of like when the civil rights movement was happening in the United States, where we saw what was going on with, uh, you know, Latin America, um, with Che and uh, Fidel Castro, Malcolm X, all those guys were part of like the same sort of like, you know, spirit of freedom and liberation for the people. And so the African countries that were going through at that time were tired of colonialism and they were ready to be their own, like govern their own place, their own country. And when the the colonizers left, what they said was, hey, y'all probably going to need some money because, you know, we got to take all this money back to the queen. Um, Y'all probably going to need some money. So why don't we have you sign up for this loan to the World Bank? And you, you could pay us back, you know, and get your people straight. Um, but all it was is basically just a fucking bullshit deal because you're never going to be able to pay that shit back because they run everything. So, like, the money can sort of circulate maybe around the country. But I remember growing up and it would just be like, ah, the currency's changed. We're doing this, 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 and that. I'm like, oh, that's interesting. Oh, the currency's changed. We got new $500, uh, $500, oh, dollar, <laughs> 500 quachas. <laughs> like in a one bill, I'm like, ooh, this is interesting. And then going home, I always have to calculate how much the dollar is worth. How much is $100 now versus like how much it was before? And this is just like, this is where I always just think like money is nothing. Money is absolutely nothing. It's just some shit that white people made up and we're passing around these paper things. Now everything is digital, right? So I need a, I need a good education on Bitcoin and cryptocurrency because I don't get that shit. I don't know how like it works and I would really like to because to me, money is a scam anyway. And if, if everything is digital, then let's just go that way. I still use cash. Like I still go to the ATM and like use cash. I find that I can keep a hold of money better if I have cash, because if it's just the card, I'm gonna keep swiping until that bitch is like, uh-uh. um, so, but just going back like to how the colonizers left Africa, it's still poor not poor in spirit, not poor in like, you know, there's still the disparities of, you know, there's luxurious and then there's, you know, poor just like here, like just being in LA once again, you know, you could be in a really cool like neighborhood and then just down the fucking street is a shantytown. (laughs) That's what one of my friends used to call it a shantytown. I was like, what? Um, anyway, 
the people themselves can't be happy because we're we've locked ourselves into capitalism and capitalism is not happy capitalism is the only reason that people fucking wake up every single day and have to go work a job that they fucking hate to get yelled at by a fucking boss that doesn't respect them also they can make a little bit of money to pay a fucking landlord that fucking hates them you know to keep their family safe and not out on the streets and so i don't think we wake up happy but one of the things that I noticed about Africa and my country specifically, it's like vacation time is different there. Mother's Day, I think, is like once a month. Like there's certain luxury items that people can have. Um, but the infrastructure is just like really poor in Africa. That's the only thing. That's why the Chinese are like really moving fast, like through Africa and making all these different deals. They're promising hospitals. They're promising infrastructure if they can come mine and basically start a new a, a new gig making money out of Africa but the Africans really don't get to own anything that these people are taking out like now they want to own the mines like the kids are starting to learn when I was growing up um you normally grew up like trilingual so I the, we were colonized by the British so once again I knew English my native language which was Bemba and then I'm going to school and I'm learning French because at that particular point, my future was probably going to end up in one of these European countries and France was, you know, the hot bitch back then. So we were learning how to speak French. I moved to the United States and I'm like, I still want to learn French. And they're like, bitch, you live next door to Mexico. I'm like, well, parlez-vous français, friends. I want to learn French. It does nothing for me except like it's a cute thing to like mention on dates with dudes and they seem like somewhat impressed or something. Um... But now the kids are starting to learn Mandarin. So it's everything is just like a little snippet into who the fuck is like actually running the world. And if we want to talk about who's running the world, China is just she's been going around making deals left and motherfucking right. There is a reason why their middle class is, you know, they had that falling out money challenge like they're doing fairly fucking well over there, except that we also just, you know, like to ignore the fact that. They do have like millions of people like in concentration camps, uh, re-education camps, like, you know, our Muslim brothers and sisters are over there getting abused, just like we have people in concentration camps here. But America is funny because we've been doing that to um, our next door neighbors, our Mexican neighbors for a while. Like the Nazis actually studied what we did to our Mexican brothers and sisters earlier uh, poisoning them, doing a lot of crazy fucking shit. Like it's stuff that you really like need to read up on. But then they also studied what we did with the native and the indigenous population here. They studied our policy, took it back home with them. And the kids don't know this, but 6 million Jewish people happen to fucking die, be murdered by the Nazis. Um, and we continue this death cult in America. I feel like we're all kind of taking, like we're all kind of participating in it because we're not breaking generational curses as a country. After, like, it's, I don't know, so many things have come out since the protests have started about, you know, put, taking down these Confederate statues and all this shit. The crazy part about the Confederate statues is that they didn't come in like immediately after like those hoes lost they came in like in the 1920s but for why 
Why would you want to celebrate losers, these fucking defectors? Why would you want to celebrate them years and years and years, generations later? America somehow becomes nostalgic for shit that they used to do back in the day. These, you know, Civil War reenactments. Like, who the fuck wants to participate in this fucking shit? Like, what the fuck is wrong with mostly what I see are white men that, like, you know, live in this world, this weird fucking world. But I started thinking more and more about it. I was like, certain generational curses can be broken, but it's very difficult to do that as a family. And I think it's going to be very difficult for us to do that as a country. There are so many wrongs that need to be made right. And I don't think we can start there if specifically white people are not even looking to accept responsibility. And I was watching this uh, small clip that came onto my timeline not too long ago. And it's this white woman that's moving into a very cute little conservative, not conservative, but a very cute suburban neighborhood. It looks pretty new. It looks like everything was built within like, you know, definitely like the mid 2000s. Um, And back in the day, like the home that she was looking at or that she lives in would have probably cost here in California, maybe 500,000. Now, like, you know, I, I think it could go, it may have gone down a little bit because like the homes, you know, are a little different, but she, there was the prospect of having lower income, like housing possibilities, like for people to come in. And she's like, I don't want them here. Is that bad? Like, yes, bitch, it's bad. <laughs> and she goes on to explain her point, And her point is basically racist. Like she has, she has a, a view of the type of person that's going to move in. She has a view of what these people are going to be like. And she's kind of giggling to herself as she's explaining this to the interviewer, um, but realizing as she keeps talking that she's racist. And it's this whole thing where she's like, I just, you know, I don't, I want somebody that has roots here, but she doesn't have roots there. She just moved into that neighborhood. Her roots is just money that brought it in. Meanwhile, a black person, a person of color might have lived in that fucking neighborhood for years. They moved them out to start a new development where these rich ass white folks can fucking move in. And now they're finally given an opportunity to take, you know, to live like in their own neighborhood. But these people don't want them there because you don't look like what we want you to look like. Everything is like a fucking pretty girl, like fucking like sorority. We want only, you know, mean girls. We wear pink on Tuesday or Wednesday and, you know, you can only wear your hair up once and they want you to have a very fucking specific fucking look to be part of their fucking crew. And that's all I see. Everybody like wants to admit that they don't like want to fucking do that. But I play The Sims all the time and I'll be honest with you. I have a certain look for the type of bitches I want to live in my neighborhood as well. It just happens to be that mine are mostly black. And super hot. (laughs) Um, Because that's what I see. I have beautiful friends. They're mostly black. I have, you know, some white friends. And I have some other friends that are different colors. But I normally like to see somebody like myself, like in The Sims. And I try out, like, different outfits and whatever. So I can only imagine that 
white folks would want to do the same thing, but they have the power to do it in real life. I'm doing this shit in a fucking video game. I actually would like to, like, if I had an apartment building, I would love to see the type of people that, you know, apply to want to live there, you know, and if they could afford to live there, like, imagine, like, if I, I would hope to have, like, a really cool fucking building. I love going to people's building and, like, ooh, what's the vibe here? And sometimes it's just some super awesome fucking people who gives a fuck what color they are, and they just have, like, oh, you know, we fucking play we jam we have a jam session every tuesday and this one over here plays the bongos and this one over here plays the harmonica or you know this one i don't know like different cool shit oh we like looking for apartments was like really funny not too long ago because i've only this roommate situation is not for me um and so living by myself or sometimes with you know a romantic partner or something but uh by myself is where i prefer it but i remember looking to possibly rent in a house with other people and these bitches had rules fam like oh well we have to have a family dinner we i was like you want me to what the family dinner we want to do this and there i'm like you guys sound like you're you're trying to sign up a friend i just want to live here i don't i don't necessarily want to be your fucking friend but we're very starved for companionship in the united states when we go to work sometimes you do make friends at work but it could be kind of like a frivolous like friendship or a fickle friendship like you don't necessarily know how tight that shit is if you're not seeing that person every single day and you know relationships take a lot of work and sometimes unfortunately we don't really nurture these relationships and so it becomes very disturbing to me when we're here in the United States and we're having a very 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 clear fight between good and evil The good are the people that are recognizing it's Indigenous People's Day. And then the bad are obviously the the hardcore Christopher Columbus's Columbi. Where all they want to do is hold on to their problematic past. They don't want to admit the fact that discovering this country was completely bullshit. You can't discover something that was already existing. And America likes to say that, right? Like, they like to, oh, we're going around the world to give the people democracy. You're going in there with guns and tanks and and trained killers to get the people to heal. It doesn't make sense. So when I see the people that are like, oh, yes, it's Indigenous People's Day. Okay. Are you voting to make sure that indigenous people have like actual sovereignty like to their own fucking like land like they can actually take care of themselves um or are you voting for the guy that is gonna try to take all of that shit away because if you're looking at the dakota access pipeline you're looking at barack obama he wasn't really friendly He wasn't really fucking friendly, and we knew the guy that came after was definitely not going to be fucking friendly. We can look at fucking Justin Trudeau in Canada, part of the Americas. He's not being very fucking kind to the indigenous people. They're sterilizing indigenous women over there before they give them their babies. They're having women sign. Like... No, you must be. We don't want any more children. So we're going to hold on to this baby, sign that form. 
and then bam, sterilized. Okay, here's your baby. In Mexico, I believe it was, let's see, we had 212 murdered land activists, like, you know, land protectors, basically. Um, These are environmental uh, activists that were killed all over the world. And Mexico had, what, 18 of them? We're not really protecting the indigenous folks around the world. But more specifically here in America, what we do is have some really sadistic fucking like rituals. I still cannot get over Thanksgiving. I can't get over it, will not get over it. I don't understand why it's still a thing that we do. And same thing with, you know, Columbus Day, slowly and slowly it's starting to change. But is it really? It's only 14 states, I believe. Um, And I can't remember how many cities are actually observing that day. But this is the problem. We recognize it's an issue. But what are we doing to protect the actual people that are here? The indigenous folks that are still amongst us because the United States is still breaking treaties and still stealing land. As of just last week, the EPA, which is under the control of the Trump administration, granted Oklahoma, excuse me, Oklahoma control over tribal lands. Pardon. So this is the Environmental Protection Agency basically gave the state of Oklahoma control over environmental um, issues on nearly all tribal lands um, there. Basically stripping 38 tribes of their sovereignty on environmental issues. And we know on environmental issues, this happens to be the biggest thing, right? We as Americans, and you know, sometimes I just don't really want to call myself that, but eh, we see you know, things being built all the time. I'm constantly like in Vegas, like, well, not constantly, but I'm there at least like once a year. And seeing shit being built in Vegas is like a new thing. Oh, what are they going to do this time? Never really fucking focusing on the fucking land ever. Like, what is this doing to our environment? Like, what are all these fucking neon lights like doing like to us? Like, what is all this shit about? You look at um, the fact that we have this fucking border wall that our president wants to fucking build and it's running through sacred land and he's like I don't give a fuck people are protesting hey this is sacred land over here this is an old burial ground they're doing that I believe in Arizona where there have been peaceful protests actually happening all around us but all over the southern border because of this president's fucking stupid fucking border wall Once again, no one can be illegal on stolen land, but we're still putting up these barriers and there is, I think, one place in Arizona that that's home to not only, I think, was there a burial or or is there hopefully still currently there a burial, a sacred burial ground, um, but it was home to like unique, like a unique species of like a cactus, cacti. Um, and like countless wildlife where they had recognized this place as worth conserving. It happens to run through the fucking, um, plan for the president's fucking dumbass border wall that Mexico is never going to pay for. So they started putting up the signs that they were going to start blowing shit up. And so now there've been peaceful protesters. They're basically trying to fight the desecration of this land through this stupid fucking border wall. 
But then, like, in Oklahoma still, like, they straight up just stole land. The indigenous folks are the ones that keep trying to tell us about, hey, we need to honor the, the, like, the land. We need to honor, like, you know, our relationship to the fucking, like, environment. And us, we're just like, yeah, are you going to build a Starbucks? What's going to pop up of you? Is it a mall? Thinking that we're bringing things to, like, a group of people that they'll like. As if, like, they didn't have a way of life that they were perfectly fine with before your Starbucks showed up. And then the thing is, like, you just push the people out anyway. Because they can't afford to stay in those places. A lot of people that are on reservations are not necessarily living, like, you know, the, the 1% life. It's very poor. I was watching... What did I watch this weekend? It was a cute movie. What did we watch? Vampires versus the Bronx. It was very cute. It was a very, very cute movie, but one larger conversation about gentrification. And it's like when the white folks show up in their canvas bags, you know, it's a fucking problem. And there's so many parallels to vampires and white society. Like, you don't want to invite them in the moment you invite them in, like, you're. They could kill you. In so many different ways. And inviting them in could be as easy as voting for them. Because you vote them in, you vote in their fucking policies that can fucking kill you. And sometimes you don't invite them in. And somehow we have more than 5,000 cases of missing and murdered indigenous women and girls that have been documented, basically, in the United States and Canada. 35% of them being under the age of 21. 27% of them being under the age of 18. And half of those cases are murders. How is this happening? I hear a lot of people saying, oh, fuck this, I'm leaving America, I'm going to Canada. Why? It's not that much better. If you're not white. I don't understand. It just seems like there, there's a secret plan. One of my friends, white girl... Uh, we didn't get into a fight, but at the beginning of the protest, I was just like, I'm so fucking fed up with all this shit. And I think she tries to be as, you know, engaged with the issues as possible, but she's well immersed in white society and especially like the conservative side. And I think she knows like who her people are. And I think she teeters like back and forth on certain issues because I know she's extremely pro-life. Um, so I don't think that she could ever be super supportive of, you know, any kind of liberal president. But her mother, like her mother, everybody like they're they're from, I think, like Texas. And so I remember at the beginning of the protest this year, I was just like, it just seems like you guys all know something and you're just not telling the rest of us. And you're just like kind of watching us die. And she never responded. <laughs> And I thought it was really funny because that's how I just genuinely feel about white society. Like, how is it that we can celebrate Thanksgiving and you guys can be happy about it? And then, like, you're getting everybody else, like, to join. So all these immigrants and people, like, show up and then they start taking on these American traditions. And it feels like we're keeping the curse going. You know? 
And it makes me very uncomfortable. Like, it makes me extremely uncomfortable. Like, we're partaking in something that is going to keep America cursed for such a long time. But how do we divorce ourselves from these traditions? How do we, you know, start something that's more respectful? How do we start to give back to the people that have given their lives so that we can have a fucking Jamba Juice on our street? And it seems so easy, right? Like, there's a list of demands that people have. Hey, we don't want you drilling over here. We don't want you to dump your, you know, whatever, chemical waste in our lands. We don't want you to do this over here. Like, there's so many simple things. And these fights for the environment are going on all around the world, like I said. On every continent, there's something that's going on. But the people that are fighting back, and these are, you know, the peaceful environment, like an environmental, like, you know, activist is not really somebody that you view as violent. You know, it's not the, it's not the Proud Boys, because who the fuck knows what their whole deal is? What's what's white supremacy? I forgot. Um, You know, when they say Antifa, oh, geez, I'm anti-fascist. I'm going to fight some fucking fascists today. Oh, my God, they're dangerous. Crazy. You got to kill them. But environmental, like, the most peaceful people, and we're seeing people being tear gassed, people being hit with rubber bullets, we're seeing people die trying to make sure that you have clean water, and the government is just coming like they do to any country with their fucking tanks, with their vehicles, with their weapons, with their military to tell you, fuck you. It's just very, 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 you know, the the audacious nature of America to think before I showed up, you knew nothing of great living. When I don't think the people that took over America, I don't think had ever recognized what good living was all about. What the family structure was all about what community was all about because it just seems like it's a conquer everything is just like one big conquer and you get like one rich white dude at the top of the fucking thing and then everything else is just you know reagan type shit reaganomics like trickle down you might catch a little something but if you want to be able to be the top guy you got to figure out a way to take him out versus i want to be good at this and i want my family good not trying to take anybody out. I'm just trying to be good over here. But that's not how we breed people in America. That's not how we train or educate people in America. If you're not first, you're last. It's fucking Ricky Bobby. And people end up dying. Just look at what the fuck is going on with COVID. Like, why are people fighting, wearing a mask? Like, why is the president fighting something that will save average people's lives why is he so anti because it's a death cult the you've seen the president the kenosha kid he's not praising you know the people that were trying to fight back he's praising the kid that did the killing Same thing with the police. The same thing with the fucking military. You're praising people that are doing the killing. And this is where I think it starts to get funny because I just don't think that Americans like being labeled as colonizers. You know, because they weren't part of it before. 
right? Those are your ancestors. But yeah, you're part of it now because you're sending your kids to war, some of you. You're voting it in. You're supporting these methods. You just, you know, you got blood on your hands, but you just have the, you, at least you get to, you know, wash it off every single night and think you're clean. But the blood is all over you. The money, it's blood money. And I started thinking about this like a lot because when my late husband died and he had done four tours back to back in Iraq, I was like, there's probably, especially after he made the confession of how many people he had basically killed, including children. And it was uh, about six months before he died. And I was like, shit, there is somebody in Iraq, somebody in, Af- in Afghanistan, Iraq, Afghanistan, um, that considers him a fucking monster and a war criminal. And I was like, well, if I'm thinking correctly, bitch, he is a war criminal. <laughs> Once they know after the fact that they killed an innocent person, like, that's, that's a crime of war. But they have the military to say, you were doing your job. And so if they go along with it and they say, well, I was just doing my job. Kind of a Nazi. (laughs) We do have free will. We can stop and say, I'm not going to do this. But then that's when I feel like we end up with all these friendly fire, you know, situations, you know, like you, I, I think it's like a mob mentality where, yeah, if I've done it, then you have to do it too. What makes you so special? So I feel like that's why the the thin blue line, you know, the the code of silence is always going to be there because, well, shit, if I look at the sins of him, I have to look at my own sins. And so these would all be war criminals. There was a thing like where Jackie, is it Ina? Um, The makeup, the makeup uh, girl. (laughs) I don't know what she is. Influencer? Okay. She's very cute. Um, all I knew about her was that she was Nigerian and I just saw so many of my friends like her and she was funny online. So I followed her on Twitter. I'd never seen any of her videos ever, ever, ever. And I got her makeup line, um, her makeup palette or whatever, just because I like, like supporting black girls. And I saw something going around online, like stop normalizing, uh, war criminals turning into influencers. I was like, Jackie? And they had a picture of her in her uniform and people were like, she didn't even go to war. She didn't. And I was like, you know what? That's a good point. There's some people that don't end up seeing any action whatsoever. They end up just having a desk job. Like, but what's your job? Are you part of the logistics like team that's setting up the flights? Are you, you know, like you have to like consider like what your space is and we just have to be able to understand that the American government has well it's military is the number one polluter in the fucking world we're tyrants we always disguise ourselves we come in peace with tanks guns men that are gonna break down your fucking doors we've seen them rape women We've seen all of this shit. Like, why can't we have an honest conversation with ourselves that we're still partaking in the same shit that Christopher Columbus and them did back in the day, today? 
we just can hide it much better because we don't have to see it in front of our fucking faces. We got these cute little fucking houses where we can hide and then turn on the TV if we really want to pay attention to that disturbing stuff. And then we eat our fucking Thanksgiving turkey. Where we don't want to, yeah, we don't talk politics at the table. It's family time. Let's focus on how we killed these fucking people to have this fucking turkey. I'm constantly disturbed at our apathy. I'm constantly disturbed. Is it apathy? Perhaps. Or maybe we're just despondent. Maybe we feel like there's nothing that we can do. Is change that fucking bad to say it's, you know, Thanksgiving can be family, family weekend, and we still have the same shit, have the same sales, whatever, you know, because Americans love their sales. But it doesn't have to be based on this or call it like a fucking harvest. Even that sounds weird. But at least there's a reason, you know, for the types of foods that we eat during that time. Like, there's so many things that we could be doing, but I feel like we... You know, there's so many deep dives that you can take online on YouTube where our words really spells our, you know, what's this? What's that? Like, yeah. How many different curses are we just continuing on by not truly understanding or asking ourselves deeper questions about why we're doing it? And as long as we're going to continue doing it, the government is going to continue to steal land from tribes Land protectors are going to be killed. They're going to, I don't know, desecrate more sacred land. And indigenous women are are going to continue to go missing. Because we don't really care. We recognize that they're there, but we don't really do anything about it. Because we're so busy. Doing what? Traditions that continue the curse. I would like to be far removed from this Caucasian death cult. Um, But it's kind of ravaged the entire world. You can see its danger in the Middle East. You can see its danger in Africa. You can see its danger right here. And the people that continue to make sure that it stays in force are usually law enforcement and the military. We're going to look back on these times and it's going to be extraordinary, the type of things that they say about us, but we just can't see for ourselves right now. Nonetheless, try to do what you can every single day to be unlike your oppressor. Educate if you can. Help, if you can, definitely, if you're part of a democracy, vote against it. And recognize to see that even the people that you think are going to be nice are still part of the fucking Caucasian death cult. Yes, I'm talking about Kamala and Joe Biden. They're not planning on stopping anything. They're not fighting that hard against it. 
And Kamala, especially coming from the background that she comes from India, talk to England, Jamaican, really talk to England. Joe Biden, what is he? What genre of white is he? Let's see. What I do know is that Joseph Biden is a hardcore Catholic, which the Catholic Church, if I am not mistaken, has been, well, played a a strong part in uh, the colonization of the Americas. Um, I think just a few days ago, the president of Mexico was asking for the Pope to apologize for their role in uh, colonizing. And I don't know where that's at. I just read that like a couple days ago. But if you look at what happened with the Rwandan genocide, the Catholic Church had to apologize for its role in that. And so these are all institutions that are upholding white supremacy and keep people down. It just keeps people down. And there's nobody else to stop it except for us. And we can't do it on this sort of half-ass like way. We have to be able to be willing to be uncomfortable so that others that deserve to be comfortable are finally able to be comfortable. It just seems very unfair. America just seems very, very unfair. But um, I hope one day we can get to a place where things are a lot easier and we all recognize uh, the fact that we are um, really the shepherds of this fucking earth and we can help each other live a much nicer life if we saw our souls instead of just this physical fucking bullshit that keeps keeps us separated i don't know what the fuck is going on but i just i hope for better days joe biden is irish according to to what what this is so you know he can definitely look at the oppression that that uh the irish folks experienced when they were here in america and then well that's over now so you know now it's it's the next stage for him to be the oppressor in chief so fuck whatever you people went through fuck the fact that they know that pain you're going to continue to do that to other people and he's been doing that for a very fucking long time but it is what it is. Indigenous People Day. Hopefully you found some time to think about what you can do in this upcoming election to vote against the continued oppression of the indigenous people wherever you are. Um, on your local level, especially like because federally the Trump administration does not give a fuck. And... We all need to do what the fuck we can to help each other out. Otherwise, all we're doing is just helping out the Caucasian death cult. I love you. Goodbye. I'll see you next week.